When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. One day, and it isn't today, one day that intro will be outdated. Why is it always so accurate? <laughs> poor, poor, poor Norwich. Finally put out your misery. Mm. Uh, well, you was already relegated, but put out your Premier League misery mm. with a 5-0 defeat to Tottenham. Mm. Um, but hey, let's look at positives though. Premier League. Jesse Marsh kept Leeds up. That's I mean, good, for MLS is a part, not for Norwich, because obviously you went down, but it didn't matter to you anyway. But that's good, isn't it? And uh, Jack Harrison got the goal right at the end. Mm. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Oh, Remember on, when man. Josh Sargent was in America? Can he go back? Eh? <laughs> Give him chance in the championship. He'll score at least six goals for you. If he doesn't get 20 in the championship, then there's something wrong, honestly. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jesse Marsh is great. This is the thing for MLS. It, the more uh, coaches that come over, and, and let's be honest, Marsh keeping leads up is a success, is a good starting mm. point. Uh, then, uh, yeah, it's going to be beneficial for the league. So, uh, all good. I was very happy for him. He looked. I liked when Harrison scored. And he kind of, he, he celebrated, then turned round and just slipped. So he became like a, a pylon. But um, no, very good for Jesse Marsh. So well done. Congratulations if you support Leeds. I don't know if there's many Burnley fans in uh, who listen to this, but commiserations to you. Welcome to relegation. <laughs> You'll get uh, used to it. Yeah. Um, Norwich losing 5-0 wasn't the worst thing. Keep going on about it. I know, but it wasn't the worst thing to happen to you this weekend, was it? <laughs> Uh, if you don't follow us on social media, please start doing at MLS UK Show, Instagram and Twitter. You're not posting those pictures, all the videos. No, well, I've, uh, to be fair, there are there's some embarrassing things went on this weekend, but nothing more embarrassing for you than what we made you dress in on Saturday because you had half the day in one shirt mm. and then the other half in another shirt. And still those pictures aren't the worst thing that <laughs> happened. So for those who don't follow us, and if you don't, please do. Or if you don't have social media, get a family member too so you can see what we're up to. Um, it was Elliot's stag weekend. The wedding's coming up in about six weeks. Mm. 
And uh, we posted a photo on our social media on Saturday evening uh, because Saturday morning we wanted to embarrass you uh, based on your English alliance. And as we found out, you support Norwich. Mm. So what team shirt did we make you wear? Ipswich Town. Ipswich Town. And then in the evening we thought, that's enough of that. So let's embarrass you some more. So as an Orlando fan, we made you dress up in an Atlanta United shirt. And on the two photos that uh, I got on my phone anyway, you actually looked more upset wearing the Atlanta shirt. Yeah. Do you know what? A lot of things made me feel sick this weekend. (laughs) Um, We won't go into a lot of them. Um, But yeah, the, the Atlanta shirt was a particular low. Yeah, it came at the end of the day where you thought nothing else could go wrong. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? What else could they have up their sleeve? <laughs> it was an Atlanta shirt. Um, so thanks if you've commented on the, the photo and had banter with it. Uh, it is banter. A few people were were a bit worried for you, uh, but no. Elliot, fair play to you. You took it in good spirits. You took the whole weekend in good spirits. And one day, maybe on our last ever episode, we'll reveal... What, exactly what has happened. Oh my God, no, no, not even then. <laughs> For as uh, long as I have a heartbeat, no one is seeing the videos from what happened on yeah, Friday. Night. Do you know on iPhones where you've got that section that's like for your eyes only? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I've had to put a lot of them in there just in case my phone. Yeah, yeah, because I'd hate for them to get on the internet. I went to, uh, I, I deleted them and then immediately went to recently deleted and deleted them again. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, well, congratulations. We're all looking forward to the wedding. Mm. Um, so I might uh, be able to sit down by then. Oh, anyway, moving on. I do mean moving on. Uh, right, MLS UK show. Busy weekend of MLS action. We had uh, matches in the week as well, so we've got lots to talk about. But first, let's start the podcast like we always do. With a game with a changing name. Yes, so I'm going to read you uh, the career path of a player who's played in the UK and in MLS. And this is a player I had no idea. I feel really bad because I've actually seen how involved in MLS he's been. Hmm. I have no idea. Started their career at Laval in 1996. I'm presuming that's a French team. And then they moved to Liverpool. Liverpool. What, late 90s, early 90s? Uh, Liverpool, yeah, 99. Right. Stayed there, uh, made 88 appearances between 99 and 2006. Mm. Went on loan to Lens uh, in France for a year. Played for Charlton, played for Portsmouth, uh, Birmingham City, Monaco, Marseille, and retired at Seattle Sounders, where wow. he became assistant coach. And I, how this passed me by, I have no idea. I, I honestly did not know that he was assistant at Seattle. So my apologies. He was only there for five seasons in my defense. Um, so <laughs> probably probably should have got on to that one a little bit sooner. But uh, that's today's game with a changing name. Henry Hewitt, any suggestions? Well, when you said to me, you went through those teams. Uh, oh, off air, you didn't actually go through those teams, sorry. You said to me two facts. You said they were a coach. Uh, at Seattle, mm. and they'd scored the own, uh, an own goal against Burnley in the FA Cup third round. And as sad as I am, those two facts are the ones that got it for me. The FA Cup third round one. When we reveal who it is, go, uh, YouTube the own goal against Burnley because it is quite funny. Um, and Why also, can't I remember it. You, I think when you you'll see it, you'll you'll remember it. Um, and also, I uh, uh, last year watched the uh, Steve Zakuani 
documentary, the Seattle Sounders play, which is very good as well. Watch that. Uh, and he turns up in that and you just clogged that the little, little ticking, a little ding in my memory was like, oh yeah, I did know that. So I know who it is. I'm pretty confident about this. But then again, we might get to the end and might find out that it's, I don't know, Sammy Hoopy's secret career. And I got it wrong. Um, but if you know, get in touch at MLS UK show on Twitter, Instagram, email us hello at MLS.show. Or if you're watching on YouTube, stick it in the comments and it leaves a timestamp so we know where we're up to in the podcast. So we know if you go back to the end and then come back, that's not allowed. That's cheating. Yes, uh, we will find out somehow. Uh, before we crack on with the podcast and we play some games and we look back at last weekend's action uh, and look at what's coming up this week, let's have a word from our sponsors, which is actually us. The MLS UK Show. Told you, just us again. Uh, don't forget, we are sponsored by Soccer90.com. It's the place to go for all of your MLS merch. In fact, not just MLS merch, but club merch worldwide. And in fact, as we head towards the World Cup, maybe scoop yourself some international gear as well. Yes, and now as the European seasons are coming to a close and all the new jerseys are being released, you can actually pick up those new jerseys on Soccer90.com as well. I'm just on the website here. And I've noticed that the brand new uh, Liverpool shirt is becoming available. They're advertising that. Uh, they've obviously got uh, the uh, the jerseys from last season as well. So tons to look at. It's uh, I'm not doing it any justice because I've actually been distracted while scrolling down here. But while you're on the website, check it out. If you're on your phone listening to MLS UK show, why don't you do it now? Uh, not on YouTube because you miss out what we're, what we're seeing. Um, but if uh, you go to Soccer 90, decide what you want, head to the checkout and in the checkout, in the discount code, type in MLS UK, you get 20% off as well. MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. So let's have a look. What happened this weekend in MLS? Elliot, where do you want to start? Anywhere but Austin, I think. Okay, uh, let's start in Cincinnati then. It ended Cincinnati 2, New England Revolution 3. This was on Saturday evening. What a game this was. And uh, Cincinnati, who'd have thought that we'd get to this point in the season at this time and go, Cincinnati's losing to New England Revolution was a bit of an upset. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Cincinnati had won four in a row before this. And uh, yeah, it finished 3-2. Um I, I, where should we start with this one? Because there were five goals. Some of the goals were incredible. Like Leggett scored to make it 1-0 to New England Revolution with like a bicycle kick. Then Buxer made it 2-1, but with a cheeky flick as he was falling over. Great play uh, all round. In the end, it was Tommy McNamara, uh, of all people, curling it in from the edge of the area with another great strike. So it ended 3-2. And uh, yeah, New England unbeaten in four now in the league. So they kind of turn it around a little bit. The highlight for uh, of this game for me was that we were on the dance floor of a club <laughs> in Oxford on my stag do. Uh, and Henry's like showing me the uh, the opening New England Revolution <laughs> goal on his phone. <laughs> yeah, I was, we were a bit... Uh, yeah, I had a few drinks and you were near me and I went, oh, look at that. Look, look at that goal. That's a great goal. I focus, Henry. Focus. Focus. Um, um, but yeah, no, you're right. Cincinnati losing at home as well to New England Revolution. If you'd have shown me a clip of us being surprised by that at the start of the season, I would have been very puzzled. Uh, but Cincinnati still clinging on to that playoff spot. But of course, as we talked about, New England coming from deep and is exactly what we expected to happen. Yeah, exactly. If you look at Cincinnati's next five, I've got it here. They've got Montreal away, Philadelphia away, Orlando at home, New York City FC at home, 
than any revs again away. It's huge. Tough games, and I think we'll we'll really see what Cincinnati are going to do. If Cincinnati is still in around the playoffs after those five games, then maybe we can start to believe that something special could happen. Uh, and by that, I mean in the loosest possible term of just making the playoffs or attempting to make the playoffs. Uh, New England Revolution, um, yeah, coming up slowly. You'd think, surely, after last season, I know Columbus struggled last year after a great season the year before, surely any revs can put something together and finish a lot higher than ninth. They have to. It's essential for me with the roster they've got, and we've talked about this in the previous episode, you fully expect them to be one of the teams that I would almost guarantee Mm -hmm. um, definitely on that Seattle level of, yeah, definitely going to do it. Um, Also a lot of goals in DC and also a lot of goals in Nashville. Where would you like to go? Uh, Well, we'll go DC first uh, because there's been a weather delay in Nashville. So we'll delay talking about that one. (laughs) Uh, DC 2, Toronto 2. First of all, shout out to James, DC United Kingdom. Check them out. Uh, check him out on YouTube and Twitter and your podcast provider as well. He went over for the first time in years and uh, it looks like he's had so much fun. He spoke to some people around the club as well. So it worked great for him and he, he, it was great seeing that from this side of a pond as well. But uh, he couldn't get a win nice. for DC. Um, eight, 1-0, 1-1, 2-1, and then uh, Jonathan Osario equalised for Toronto in the 89th minute. He was so close. He was so close, which when we go over, you want to see your team win so yeah. badly, don't you? Because well, no, At least he got happened, a draw. Happened to me once. <laughs> yeah, you had a habit. You was a bit of a jinx, weren't you, for Orlando? Uh, but DC now, they're, they're in 11th. They kind of disrupted starts of a season. Um, they've got four of the next five away, though. So it could be a, a struggle as we head into the summer, head into uh, like a little break that we're going to have over the summer. Are they looking at the second half of the season as they're trying to get into the playoffs? I'm worrying for them. I, I really am. I'm looking at the teams below thinking they could easily jump, uh, leapfrog them in the next couple of weeks with the difficult games that, that, that they've got coming up. And as we discussed, the change of manager seemed harsh. Yeah. Um, the roster doesn't seem doesn't seem good enough for me I think is really really poor a uh, bit of business from the front office so yeah I'm feeling for DC UK and uh, and those fans at the minute we'll find out what happens next yeah well uh, Edison Flores got his first goal of a season of course Taxi has scored um, recently as well so they, they're starting to get goals into their games but um, Toronto FC they're below them in 13th however they we know they've got reinforcements coming we also know that they've got five of the next six at home uh, and Akinola come back as well ACL injuries yeah. he's been out for a long time his first 90 minutes of a season he got his first goal which uh, is great for him, him and with a player um, Insigne coming in he could be someone and a bit of an unsung hero that could really help them push up the league yeah anyone returning after that long um, is is a huge huge boost because you can't just go out and get another player mm. you can't just go out and find somebody of equal quality it's going to count against your your salary cap if you know that they're going to be back at some point in the season, you can't put them on that season-ending injury list. They're going to be on your roster and they're going to be counting towards the cap. So yeah. um, it's it's very different to other leagues in that respect. So it's a big boost for Toronto, that. Definitely. Uh, let's go to Nashville then. Uh, 2-2 against Atlanta. Um, a weather delay. Do you know what? We're going to talk a bit about the weather delays later. Um, and it, this was the game uh, that uh, really... Well, what I'm going to have a moan about is is... 
this watching the goals of this game really brought that to me. So uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, in terms of what happened on the pitch, um, this was a topsy-turvy game as well. 1-0 Nashville, then 1-1, 2-1, and then Dom Dwyer, 89th minute with the equaliser for Atlanta. Can you believe it? No, actually. <laughs> yeah, on Sunday morning when we were about to leave uh, East Stag weekend, and I was talking, I said, did you see the score last night? He went, yeah, 2-2. Two, two. I went, Dom Dwyer scored. And I went, your face, it felt like it ruined the weekend. Still wasn't the worst thing to happen to me that last weekend, though. Um, he's second of a season now for Atlanta. Um, Huge that! What are we? Oof, yeah, yeah. Uh, second goal already. Oh, <laughs> slow down. Uh, eighth in the East now, Atlanta. But we've got uh, Columbus and Inter Miami at home the next two. So hopefully, uh, uh, good home form can continue. Nashville are sixth in the West. Probably where we expected them at this point. Of course, they've got a lot of home games to come, so it's very exciting for them. Um, and Mukhtar scoring his fourth of the season. CJ Sapong scored his fourth of the season as well. So they've got players there that are scoring goals, which is good. And Galaxy look in trouble. I know we'll come on to it. Nashville, for me, much more solid pick right now. Yeah, uh, we'll... I'll tell you what, let's talk about Galaxy then, actually, um, because it links quite well to it. 3-0 defeat at home to Houston. And again, this is another example of where, because we do these full episodes every two weeks, that we're praising a team... And then we're going back on it and saying, actually, they're not doing very well. Two defeats in a row now. Well, two weak uh, defeats at home. Of course, he drew um, in between. But like 3-0 against Houston, not a good result at all. And the, the Houston uh, hoodoo continues for LA Galaxy. Yeah, look, it's another example of this. This would have surprised you a lot more at the start of the season, especially maybe after two or three weeks of, of this season with, you know, with Galaxy sort of looking fairly promising early mm. on. Um, Houston beating you 3-0 at home is never a good indication. Uh, however, Houston, of course, actually having a good season. Yes, yeah, 7th in the West. Best yeah. season for a long time. So that's got them up to 7th in the West. Uh, chasing down Nashville, who, of course, dropped points against Dom Dwyer's Atlanta United. Uh, sickening. Um, but yeah, it's worrying times for LA. I've seen people interacting with the Galaxy History um, social media account saying this is all we have now, the history. Mm. Yeah, it's you do get that feeling. But I, I, I'm more confident about LA Galaxy this year than I have been in previous years. I've got to admit that. I do think they will make the playoffs. But yeah, it's um, it just seems to be two steps forward and one back at the moment for Galaxy. So they, I, I do believe they will get to where they want to get to eventually. But it's just these little... These little moments in time where they, they just struggle a little bit. But credit to Houston. The goals were, were really good goals. Uh, Pasha came on in the second half. Uh, basically two minutes after he came on, scored a, arguably the goal of the weekend. Um, and then uh, Olferson scored as well um, just after that. A couple of stepovers. A bit Ronaldo-esque early noughties. Stepovers shot into the roof of the net. Uh, so 3-0. So credit to Houston. We've got to say that. I know we're talking about LA Galaxy, but... Credit to Houston, a great result there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where would you like to go? Because there's quite a few talking points. There is. Uh, I tell you what, let's go back to Saturday. Let's round off Saturday because we uh, need to talk about Columbus 
versus LAFC. So LAFC went to Columbus and won 2-0, which is a great result. This was another game that was a victim to a bit of a weather delay as well. Uh, Carlos Vea scored in the second half. He's sick for the season. Vea, after that hat-trick on the first game, seemed to have a bit of a dry spell, but he's come back. He's scored a few in recent weeks. Yeah, he's chasing down Dom Dwyer's two... Oh, no, wait. He's already scored three times the amount of goals. Yeah, well, he's... Come on. Lay lay off Dom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, LAFC. It's a, it's a real statement of intent the way that they've started this season, uh, averaging two points per game. That's definitely getting you playoffs, and it's definitely getting you in the running for the supporter shield. And you're probably going to lift it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, to come back after the defeat in the week, we lost to two one at home to Austin. He's a great result, and he shows that the you know whereas last season and possibly the season before we we felt that LAFC they were a bit of a. They they were you know they would have defeats or draws and he wouldn't come back from them and that's what really stifled them a bit. This is a great performance to go there and win after a defeat in a big game. Really shows what LAFC are about this season. So great win. Columbus find themselves twelfth in the East. They've won one of the last nine games. They're struggling and we expected more from them. Yeah, they're a team that you you put uh, you put on a bit of a pedestal because of their reputation. It's not looking good. It really isn't. I think um, Chicago have got a lot more than they've shown so far. So it's worrying. They could find themselves right down the bottom. You could do, yeah. And um, I, they, they, as, as they saw last year, they had a great end to the season. Just wasn't quite good enough. And you don't want to, even though we know that with MLS, it's slightly different to other leagues. You can have a poor start and get in the playoffs. You don't want to leave it too long. You don't want too many of these runs where you're losing games or not winning especially. So Columbus will want to turn that around very quickly. Um, Let's move to Montreal then. Um, RSL, a really impressive win this at Montreal, 2-1. Yeah, we were just talking about uh, in the last episode about how impressive Montreal have been. The fact that they're right up there challenging for the supporters' shield. And of course... They lost to RSL, yeah. um, but that's you know taking nothing away from RSL because they find themselves in the top four in the West, which is mm-hmm. uh, notoriously a very very difficult um, place to clamber into. Um, they're above LA, they're above Nashville, who we would always pick for playoffs as well. So it's really impressive. Yeah, and um, I think on the last episode of the episode before we talked about RSL struggling a little bit, it kind of had a good start and then just kind of. Just dropped off a little bit. Well, they've now won three of the last four. The next four games, Houston, Vancouver, San Jose and Columbus. So there's there's points there to be had. Absolutely. And uh, let's go to new boys, Charlotte, shall we? Because um, a bit of a battle with Vancouver, who are obviously struggling a little bit, but it doesn't make it an easy game. Um, Charlotte dominating with a 2-1 victory. Yes, and coming back from 1-0 down as well. Ricketts scored after just two minutes and then uh, after eight minutes... Shinishiki came back. He scored three and four now, if you count the uh, US Open Cup goal as well. And we were talking about we need a bit of firepower up front. We said he's got the MLS experience and he's showing it a really impressive start. Worst thing you can do in MLS, score an early goal. (laughs) Yeah, because it will get turned around. Um, And uh, we had to wait to the 85th minute for the winner. Uh, Daniel Rios got the goal two minutes after coming on. There were quite a few players, that the super subs that happened this weekend. It weren't just in the Premier League. With Pep and uh, Gundogan, Gundogan yeah, um, it happened in MLS as well. But Charlotte seventh in the East now. Um, they've only scored twelve goals this season, so to say that the seventh in the East is quite impressive. Actually, I think they've got the second uh, best um, home record as well, or definitely in the East. So uh, really impressive stuff from them at home. But a few more goals, if they can bring that into the game, then you did surely have a 
definite for the playoffs. We were saying this about Chicago early on. They weren't conceding a lot of goals, but they also weren't scoring a lot mm. of goals. They're still bottom. They've now conceded 17 and only scored 11. Uh, they lost again, only 1-0 away at New York City. Yeah, uh, Hebert with the penalty in the first half. Um, New York City. Now, we have been used to teams winning MLS Cup and struggling the next season or winning Supporters Shield and struggling. These guys, now that the Champions League is over with, the second in the East, the one point off Philly with a game in hand, they are absolutely smashing it at the moment. And uh, fair play to them because they've got 19 points at home from eight games brilliant yeah and and they've actually lost three games as well uh obviously around the the involvement in the champions league so it really has been an impressive run do you play do you think they're a better side than philly i do actually yeah yeah i do okay philly a great team and i'll be honest with philly i know they want support shield but I, I would love philly and jim Curtin to go even further than last year and, and win an mls cup i would love to see that because i think they deserve it but at the moment, NYCFC are, are, are smashing it and they're doing really well. Um, obviously, you look at the other side of it in Chicago, as you said, bottom of the uh, of the East, not winning nine, six of them are defeats. How long before Ezra Hendrickson is under real pressure with that, the squad they've got? I think he is under pressure. Um, you know, there's a lot of money going out on wages, as we'll get to <laughs> later in the uh, later in the podcast um, with the salaries being released. Um, they made moves in the off, in the off season. I think it's, there's no way that they should be bottom. Mm. Absolutely no way they should be bottom. Um, we were kind of pairing them up with Miami a few weeks ago. Miami, as we'll come on to next, have jumped up to tenth. Yeah, and uh, this is the thing. There's teams around them at the bottom. Um, and I know, like Toronto, lost a, uh, sorry, not won again. But there are teams around. Chicago that are picking up points. So they're going to be cut away if they're not careful. They really need a strong summer to get themselves back into any sort of contention because with that team and the money they're spending, not making the playoffs is not good enough, I'm afraid. Not this season anyway. Uh, Yeah, into Miami. um, Lewis Morgan made a return. He couldn't win on his return. A big win this 2-0 against a Red Bull side who, as we discussed, away from home have been brilliant this year. Yeah, and I think uh, both Atlanta and Miami would have been happy if you just said at this point, after, what, 12, 13 games... You'd be level on points with New England Revolution. They'd, yeah. be, they'd be pretty happy with that. Um, but just sort of teetering around the edge of the playoffs. Um, obviously, more to come from New England Revolution. Is there more to come from Miami? Or is 10th the ceiling? Um, I don't think it's the ceiling. I think there is, there's potentially more to come. If you look at this game, they drew 0-0 at Philly in the week as well. So they've shown signs that they can go and do well in these big games. However... Based on what we've seen of Miami, we do question, yeah, is it the ceiling? Because have we seen them do much better than 10th? No. Have they got the players to potentially go further than 10th? Yes. But they've found themselves now in a position where they're one point off the playoffs. I would love to see Miami. I know we have differing views on Miami on based on your Orlando allegiance, but I would love to see Miami do well. I would love to see them push on and get into the playoffs. However, knowing Miami like we do, it would not surprise me if next week they get beat 5-0 at home. Do Miami have to finish above Charlotte? With Charlotte being new boys, Miami not really... I know you claim they made the playoffs. They didn't. <laughs> they uh, made the playoffs for the playoffs. Mm, uh, do they have to finish above Charlotte? Is that um, a disaster if they don't? 
I think it's I think Minter Miami should rather than looking at Charlotte and Sorry, I know Minter Miami. Did you just merge Charlotte and Inter Miami yeah. together? <laughs> um <Minted>. looking at <laughs> looking at Charlotte. Uh Inter Miami obviously I don't think they should compare themselves to Charlotte and we've discussed it before and saying, well, if they get in the playoffs, why haven't Inter Miami? Inter Miami should be just looking at themselves and thinking, no, as a franchise, we need to be winning things and we need to be proving that we are this big juggernaut potentially of a franchise that could do well abroad and all of these things. They've got everything going for them apart from the important thing, I think, and that's consistency on the pitch. So, the only reason I ask is because people, before a ball was kicked, criticizing the Charlotte roster, mm-hmm. haven't made enough moves, haven't made enough big signings. Into Miami, at the opposite end of the scale, they made too many moves, too many big signings. And surely being behind Charlotte is is an issue. Yeah. yeah I, well, it's an issue not making the playoffs again because it will be now, what, three years, four years? Mm. So the longer that goes on, then it becomes a bigger and bigger issue. And yeah, I guess you're right with the... The fact that a new team has come in. Austin as well, finding themselves second in the yeah. West. They've come in since Miami. So if these teams can come in and get it right on the pitch, why aren't Miami they're spending a lot of money uh, on uh, on players as well? So, um, yeah, I think let's that's for Miami. Let's see what happens. I'll be honest with you. I do think it will be a case that they'll end up having a poor summer and just finish 10th again. But I, I personally would love to see them get into the playoffs. And, and just even... I don't expect them to do much in the playoffs, but it would be good for them as a franchise just to have something to build on. We've uh, praised Dallas a lot this season. They lost at home to Minnesota. Yes, um, 2-1. And uh, I mean, Dallas is still third in the West, but they've lost the last two now. So maybe they're having that little... just Starting to level off a bit? Well, we saw it with RSL and then they've come back. So maybe Dallas is just having a bit of a a lull. But... um, I mean, overall, you look at Dallas. You say, if you'd have said to Dallas, come uh, the start of June, end of May, you'll be third in the West. I'm sure they would have taken that. And uh, kings of Western mediocrity, no offence intended, but San Jose won, SKC won. That is literally exactly what you'd expect from yeah. these two seasides. Yeah, I mean, San Jose have improved. Uh, they beat Portland in the week, so there are signs there. Do I think they'll finish much above 11th in the West? Probably not, to be honest. They've got the next three away from home as well against LAFC, Nashville and RSL. So I don't think they'll get much from those games either. Um, SKC, we expected a lot more from them, but... They've got four points this week since the defeat at Portland. Mm. So maybe there are signs that they, they're turning it around a little bit. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see. They've got Vancouver and any revs at home next two games. So you'd expect them to, to perhaps get six points from there. San Jose and SKC separated in the table by one team, and that is Seattle Sounders. Where, where do we even start with Seattle? What is going on? Yeah, it's the we we assumed that after the Champions League they would start winning games. They they won a they won a won a game. Yeah, a game, but it's not quite <laughs> happened for them. Five points off the playoffs. They've got two games in hand now. I can Seattle could easily win those two games in hand, and they were suddenly in the playoffs. Yeah, well, the Seattle syndrome rumbles on for now. Uh, Colorado, though, this is this is an impressive victory, right? Because they're they're on the edge of the playoffs. We've given Houston a lot of credit for their win over LA Galaxy. Mm. Um, Colorado, of course, um, now up to eighteen points, eighth in the West, uh, level with Minnesota and Houston. 
Yeah, and a uh, a lot uh, different game to what they had in the week at SKC <laughs> with all them sendings off. Yeah. A mate of mine, Phil, went to the game, uh, and I've mentioned him before. He's he's been to Orlando. You've got other friends. I've got one other friend, uh, and he went to SKC, and he said uh, he really enjoyed it. He uh, he said the quality of football wasn't quite there, which when you're watching SKC at the moment, I, I can understand. understand. Yeah. Uh, but he said it was definitely exciting, especially at the end. So, uh, and he said the atmosphere was good as well. So, um, but Colorado, yeah, you're right. The the well, they're eighth in the West. They've won the the last three home games, so that's where the farm is at the moment. Uh, I've been looking at their next games. The next five are at home. They've got Charlotte, who have got the worst away record. Hmm. Uh, Vancouver, who are bottom, and then LAFC, SKC, and Montreal. So. There's points to be had there. But you know, MLS, that'll be probably two points. Yeah, two points uh, against uh, one point against LAFC. No, they get three points. They'll beat LAFC yeah. and lose against the rest. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Lewis with a goal for Colorado. So they're, they started, they're hovering around the playoffs, aren't they? So um, with those next next five, I can see them pushing up the league. We mentioned the, um, the, the Seattle syndrome onto the Cascadia cough. Portland. Still lingering, isn't it? Still testing positive. <laughs> yeah. Nil uh, two at home to Philadelphia, which to be fair, Philadelphia doing very well. Um, but you know, consistently, consistently losing at home is weird, right? Mm, yeah, it is. But um, for Portland. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, I You still think Portland are going to do something. They won 7-2, didn't they? So they, they've got the odd result in them that can push them up the league. Um, I just think it's consistency at the moment. You look at the, the like I said, they won seven two, and then lost at San Jose and against Philadelphia at home. So it's kind of like they 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 going forward and then just coming back. They need to push on. They need that just that consistent run of a few games where they win them, push up the table, and get themselves into the playoffs. But again, like Seattle. Look at Philadelphia and think, well, they are hovering over around the playoffs. They're only three points off. They probably will get in at some point and stay there. I think they will. Um, we talked about um, Seattle Syndrome, Cascadia Cough. I've actually got Stag Syndrome. Um, I'm very tired. I don't want to be angered. So that concludes our roundup of this no, week's no, 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 MLS. No, 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 no. We've got one more game to go. Austin versus Orlando. What a game this was. For a neutral, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. For an Orlando fan, frustrating. Austin fan, you're probably relieved. You just do this. You, I don't want to get involved. So I'll if get like, myself banned. If, like Elliot, you didn't watch the match, but then, uh, well, you caught up with it this morning as we record. Um, so it finished Austin 2, Orlando 2. Orlando uh, went 2-0 up at half, uh, before half-time. Kara uh, and uh, Ruan with the goals. And then to prove that it was uh, definitely a game of two halves, in the second half, it didn't quite go Orlando's way. Two sendings off. Two goals conceded, one in the 95th minute, it finished 2-2. I'm going to be honest with you, both sendings off, and this may surprise you coming from an Atlanta fan, were harsh, (laughs) were quite harsh. The first one, um, it came from a free kick, ironically from a handball, and then uh, the the ball's gone through the wall and it's, it's... it has brushed Schlegel's hand, but uh, I'm sorry, but I do think it was. I think it was a, a harsh decision. Can't have like, it in that unnatural position. I yeah, mean. like so uh, they give the penalty, uh, and which was scored. Then uh, Arujo got sent off. Uh, basically, if you've not seen it, it was a cross that was coming in, and he's going in to tackle. It's one of those. He it was. 
I don't even think it was that rash, to be honest, on Alex Ring. I think can it I, was... Can I be honest? I don't know if I've seen the wrong angle of this or... Mm. I, even being objective, I cannot find what's wrong with that. I, I... can't... Because the commentary, they're like, oh, it has a little kick out. That... And I was like... No, Have I, I missed this. I didn't quite see the kick out. I think it was a foul for me because he was he did uh, jump to he did tackle, but um, I, he, he did, can't find any reason why that's a ring. I, I think that you can see a follow through there, but I, I think Ring kind of got out of the way with it and then made the most of it personally. So I'd have given a yellow at the most, a yellow, not a red, and with VAR there, which was used at the weekend a few goals got chalked off because of it, to then uh, not have a look at that in that way, I think, it was harsh. It was very harsh in Orlando. You're down to nine men. It was inevitable. Uh, GTA got the uh, uh, the equaliser in the 95th minute. Uh, and it's unfortunate for Orlando, two points dropped, which would have put you one point off Philly at the top. Austin, uh, still in second now. It's nothing personal against Austin. I like Austin, but... Uh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Orlando City UK, uh, another account you should follow, especially if you're an Orlando fan. Um, yeah, weren't happy, weren't happy at all with the referee. Although we did put the referees um, in the uh, Eloy Room 101 a few weeks ago, so we can't put them in again. So uh, we have got something else. To well, who let in. them out? Um, do a better job just reffing it yourself like when you play five aside I think we one by one we're going to have to put them all in there and then it will be it'll just be done by technology or a public vote technology that's worked well as well hasn't it <laughs> uh, I think a public vote could work mm. should this have been a foul <laughs> quickly sponsored by Pringles go on the app vote yes or no um, so that's what happened this weekend in MLS uh, we've got tons to talk about today so um, you know apologies if you think that your team hasn't been uh, mentioned too much but we have had to talk about every single game but uh, over the course of the season we talk about everyone don't we in uh, in great detail I didn't even want to talk about Orlando today, so... <laughs> well, tough luck. We have talked about them. Uh, right, coming up, we've got Crisis Right. We've uh, also got another entry into the Eloy Room 101. Uh, but first, we need to do something. We need to bring back a feature that always makes us smile, whether you've had a bad weekend like Elliot, where you're getting embarrassed on your stag do, and uh, your team have been, uh, I don't want to say cheated out of a win, but... Probably should have got the win. Um, or whether you've had a good weekend like me, seeing Elliot embarrass himself on his stag do and Don Dwyer getting an equaliser for your team. Uh, this never fails to uh, cheer us up. It's a ray of sunshine. If you don't know what the ray of sunshine is, Ray Hudson, uh, one of our favourite commentators, summarisers, definitely our favourite one who's working in Miami at the moment. <laughs> um, he, Whenever he commentates, he comes out with some absolute, some lines that are just gems. They're so good and it always cheers us up. So let's have a look how what he got up to this weekend. Uh, obviously, as we've said, into Miami beat um, New York Red Bulls 2 0, and uh, he's, uh, he's had some fun. So the first one, um, <laughs> just, just play this and then we'll talk about it because I love it. SMS is in like a jackrabbit on a hot date, beautifully played through again. I can't understand him. How Americans and Canadians understand this? I have no... What, what's he even said here? SMS is in. Like a jackrabbit on a hot date. Beautifully played through again. Jack Jackrabbit? Jackrabbit on a hot date. What does that even mean? Hey, 
We'll find out one day. <laughs> um, the next one is, um, this was after a save from the goalkeeper. Drake Callender's going to be a kangaroo on a trampoline here. <laughs> we had to forgot, wait for it. Forgot what it was called. <laughs> we had to wait for it. Drake Callender's going to be a kangaroo on a... What, what could it be, Ray? Trampoline! <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, this was when uh, Robert Taylor got the second goal to round it off in the 89th minute. And this game is put to bed with Taylor's hot water bottle. <laughs> put to bed with Taylor's hot water bottle. There we go. That is this week's Ray of Sunshine. Ray Hudson, as we always say, never change. I'm confused as always. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Okay, so it's been a big feature on the MLS UK show over the last couple of years. And I thought this week I'd bring back the Crisis is Right. Yeah, we've uh, we've taken a different sort of route this year with the games that you like to play. You've kind of done a different one every week. But we fought uh, for some news that's just come out. Now, bearing in mind, I saw the news came out. But knowing you were going to play this game, I have not looked at any of these you have decided to bring back a classic feature of the MLS UK show, the Jason Crisis Right. Yes, so it's a higher or lower game. Uh, I will give Henry uh, a stat, and he has to tell me if the next one is higher or lower. Okay. Are you ready to play? Yes. Don't get to say this as much now. I feel like I need it. <clears throat> Henry Hewitt. Come on down! Ah, oh, I've missed the music as well. Uh, okay. So, the MLS salaries have been released for 2022, and we're looking at the top 10. Mm, Okay. I'm going to give you the name of a player and their salary. You've got to tell me if the next player I give you is higher or lower. But first, I want your opinion on whether they should be higher or lower. Right, okay. Okay. So... Xavi Hernandez, $6 million in 2022 he's going to earn. Should Higuain be higher or lower? Um, Based on likability, Chicharito or Higuain, I'd probably say Higuain should be lower. You think he should be lower? And what do you think he actually is, higher or lower? I, I actually think he'll be lower. He is lower, but only just 5.7, 5.79 actually. So basically 5.8. Um, only 200k the difference there. Higher or lower than Higuain, Josie Altidore. Oh. Should he be and is he? Gotta be lower, surely. You think Josie's lower? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, he is 4.2. Okay. Yeah, so, that makes, well... It does make sense, and yet it also doesn't because um, he's not really playing much, is he? $4.2 million for Josie Altidore, but is 
Alejandro Pozuelo, higher or lower? I'd say lower. He should be higher, but I think lower. Okay, so you think he should be higher, but he is lower. Yeah, yeah. He's higher. 4.6 million. Good for him. Uh, Yeah, so very close one there. Uh, Higher or lower than Alejandro Pozuelo at 4.6 million? Carlos Vea. Higher, surely. Come on. I'd pay him higher. It's lower. Oh, what? It's if he's accepting that. Pozuelo's a great, really good player, I've got to say. But yeah, I thought Vea would be higher than that. Carlos Vea, only $4 million. Only $4 million. Only $4 million. Only. Um, however, is Lucas Zellerayan higher or lower than Carlos Vea? First question, Ooh. should he be? Second question, is he? Um... Mm. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I think he's going to be lower. It's got to be lower. Surely he's Carlos Vea. You think he deserves to be lower? Um, Based on his name, I guess, that would be it. Zellerayan is lower. $3.7 million this year. Uh, how does he sleep only on $3 million? Uh, I'll do one more. Okay. Because we've got the... Uh, Two assist kings. Zellerayan, of course, on 3.7. Higher or lower, Carlos Hill. Carlos Hill. Oh, um, that's a tough one. I think I think he's got to be higher. Surely, he was MVP. You're wrong. It's 3.5 wow. now. He's lower on less money than Lucas Zellerayan. I should be Carlos Hill's agent. So there is this year's MLS Salaries, according to the MLSPA. Uh, well done, Henry. It was a, a bang average effort. It was. Shakira is number one. Shakira is number one. I kind of knew you'd know that, so yeah. I didn't well, include it. Eight million, I saw. Eight million. And who's number two? Uh, number two is Xavi Hernandez. Ah. Very good. Good Hen- for him. Henry Hewitt. Go and sit down. <laughs> uh, well, I can't sit down, Elliot, because we've got to move on and we've got to br- open up the door again. It's the dreaded door. To the Eli Room mm. 101. Uh, we've been putting things into the Eli Room 101 that we don't like. And that's not judging Eli Room, by the way. We do like Eli Room. He's a very good goalkeeper. Wow. However, his name just fit with a feature we wanted to do uh, based on Room 101. Um, What's going in there this week, Henry? Uh, well, this week it's going to be weather delays. Now, I know we yeah, can't no help argument. Them. Move on. You can't, <laughs> you can't help them, especially in some areas of the country. But... It just means for us in the UK, we've got to wait and stay up even longer to watch the matches. And then if you look at this uh, in the Nashville game, the Columbus game, it just means that the match ends and it's like an empty stadium. So I didn't like that. It was, uh, in, in fact, in Nashville, it looked like they were just Atlanta fans there at the end. That Dwyer goal was just celebrated by the uh, minimal people that were actually in the ground. Um it's it's one of those things you can't help it I do understand that and I understand that it rains a lot heavier in uh, some areas of the states than it does here in the UK you can probably postpone matches here in the UK knowing that you can play them later on in the season and teams aren't having to travel as long and, and whatever however just on a pure basis of, of selfishness really of me wanting to see packed stadiums and also wanting to watch a match that finishes before 4am <laughs> I want to throw weather delays into the Eli Room 101. Do you agree with me or do you think I'm being yeah, harsh? Yeah, Orlando has some pretty awful ones due mm. to the weather that they have in Florida. Um, I know it's because of the risk of thunder and lightning. I understand that. 
Um, but we're putting weather and the delays in there as a whole. So obviously, you know, yeah, bung the bung the weather and the delays in there, and uh, there won't be any need for them. So yeah, I think Miami had one as well. So uh, yeah, this week we've got what have we had in there? We have so far we've had. Uh, VAR or the referees that referees, deal yeah. with VAR. Um, we've had nil nils go in there as well. Yeah. Now we've got weather delays. I think we've had someone else going as well. It's uh, we these things are building up. We're gonna have to get a, it's over here. You can't see it if you're watching on YouTube. You can't see it. It's off camera, but we're gonna have to get a bigger room. I can't afford that. <laughs> Yeah, we might have to swap. We'll swap this studio. We'll go in there and we can have the Eli Room 101 uh, out here. Um, right, before we uh, do our predictions for this weekend in MLS, uh, we want to talk oh. about some friendlies that have been announced. The uh, it's Nature's healing itself after a few years and the uh, European big dogs are heading over to the States uh, to face MLS teams on their uh, pre-season tours so there's been some these have been announced over the course of the last few weeks but recently in the last few uh, in the last week or so has been quite a few so this is what we've got so far we've got Inter Miami versus Barcelona 19th of July that should be a good game uh, DC United have got Bayern Munich travelling to them uh, Minnesota versus Everton as well these are all in the space of about a week by the way classic uh, adrian heath derby that it is yeah uh charlotte their first ever match against a uh, premier league opposition will be chelsea on the 20th of july orlando you're facing arsenal mm. uh, and then uh, new york red bulls face barcelona on the 30th of july as well um so we we spoke before about the all-star game and now that they seem to be playing Liga MX every year we we like that they play a European team as the all-star game can this give us a bit of a taste of that maybe in a few years we could come back to this yeah absolutely um obviously the all-star game is uh one of the things that kind of alerted me to MLS back in the day so um that's always important that you get a, a high profile team but love to see it really good um obviously soccer has grown and grown and grown in America I completely understand the clubs want to get over there they want to go and they want to play um in front of fans maybe get new fans you know increase their uh, fan base over in the states because you know there is certainly a market for it and that's because of what what MLS has achieved in the last few years so I think it's it's incredible yeah so excited for some of these um and yeah, it's, I think he's a good marker. I know he's pre-season and the Premier League teams aren't necessarily uh, to the standard they would be a few weeks or a few months later when the season starts. But he's a good marker to see where MLS is at, I think. Exactly, yeah. Um, I'm aware we need to do predictions next. It's never my favourite part of the show because I'm terrible at it. Uh, I've probably still yet to get a single one right all season or something ridiculous. So how did I do? Uh, well, you may remember on the last episode that you pulled it back it to... draws it out so much. Just tell me how bad it no, was. No, I like it. Um, it's 3-2, you remember. And it was because we drew, but it was a, you got a nil-nil correct, so you got some bonus points for that. Mm. Well, based on the last time we did predictions, Elliot, you'll be shocked to know that it's now 3-3. Free, free. You won again. This time legitimately, not it's always, by... Always been my favourite bit of the show, actually, this. Not by a loophole. Um, you uh, so on the, you actually got two 
bang on correct scores last time. You said New York City FC would beat Columbus 2-0. And you said Miami would draw to DC 2-2. None of us said that Portland would win 7-2 against SKC, although we did both say that uh, Portland would win that match. I said Seattle would beat Minnesota 3-1. So I only got one correct score. <laughs> Just you, one. You got two. <laughs> but because you also said that Orlando would beat Toronto, whereas I said it'd be a draw... That's where... You've got, got to have more the, faith in Orlando, mate. Big team. I know, Big I know. Team. I, I might start doing now. But yeah, you won that one. So you've pulled it back to 3-3. Free, free. So we level pegging, heading into this one. Now, this week, uh, or this week I should say, uh, MLS teams are in US Open action. So good luck to all of them, especially to Inter Miami, who are away at Orlando. Um, and then we reconvene at the weekend for more MLS. So let's start off on Saturday evening. California Derby. Yes, LAFC versus San Jose. Where's this one going? Uh, LAFC for me, 3-0. Yeah, I've got to agree. I'm going to say San Jose have been doing okay lately, but I still think LAFC will win 2-0. Mm, I think I've gone too heavy there. Uh, Atlanta are at home uh, early hours of Sunday morning against Columbus Crew. What are you saying? Good home team, Atlanta, as we always um, say, and I think they'll win again. I think it'll be, I think, 3-1. 2-0 for me to Atlanta. Um, the New York City, New York Red Bulls, sorry, or going to get cancelled for that, aren't we? Uh, New York Red Bulls are at home to DC United. Uh, Red Bulls, not great at home at the moment, but I think they will start, uh, they'll get a, get a win in this one. I think it'll be, I think 1-0. Red Bulls, 3-1 winners here. Toronto v Chicago. Mm, um, the Battle at the bottom of yeah, the East. The Wooden Spoon Derby. Um, Fancy Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. What's score? One nil. I think two one to Toronto. Montreal are hosting FC Cincinnati. Um Cincinnati are doing okay. They're doing well, but I think Montreal will win. Uh they'll get back to winning ways at home. I think it'll be three one. I'm going two two. New England Revolution versus Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh would have been a huge game last year. Yeah. Not so much now. Not so much now. Uh, I'm going to go one all. 2-1 Philadelphia. Orlando face FC Dallas. Um, mm. Fourth in the East versus third in the West. And both had a little bit of a wobble. Uh, I'm going to go Orlando 1-0. You said I should be more um, confident in Orlando, but I'm going to say 1-1. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Miami versus Portland, both chasing down a playoff spot. Yeah, um, Portland, I think Miami will win this at home. I think 2-0. Okay. 2-1 uh, Portland. Minnesota versus New York City FC. New York City to steal a late winner, 2-1. 1-1. Okay, Colorado host Nashville SC. Colorado doing well at home. I think it'll continue. I think it'll be 3-2. Uh, 1-0 Colorado. SKC versus Vancouver. Surely if SKC are going to get back to winning ways, it's got to be this one. Well, I say that. They, they did win in the week. But, I mean, if they're going to if they're going to carry on this farm. Yeah. I will go 2-0 SKC. 3-0 SKC. Uh, RSL host Houston. Houston, big win against LA Galaxy, but I do fancy RSL at home. I think it will be only by the odd goal, though. I think 2-1. 2-1, okay. Uh, I'm going to do it. 0-0. Wow. 
You just think, oh, I'm going to get some bonus points. Nil-nil. LA Galaxy versus Austin. Mm. Surely this won't be nil-nil. Uh, no, I think this will be 3-2 to LA Galaxy. 2-1 Austin, I'm going with. Okay. Uh, and finally, Seattle versus Charlotte. Seattle win this 2-0. Yeah, Charlotte's away farm isn't great, so I'm going to go Seattle 3-0, actually. Um, and then we have a bit of a break. I'm going to Mexico. I've uh, conveniently planned a holiday for uh, when there's a bit of a break in MLS action. Um, you're going on your honeymoon end of July. Hmm. Maybe you should have got married a bit earlier. Right? Yeah, sorry, I did my best. I mean, it was booked four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we're going to do a stoppage time episode next week, and then we're going to try and do some special episodes while I'm away uh, before reconvening when I'm back. Um, but uh, before we leave this episode, we need to find out who the player of the game with a changing name is. Yes, so they started their career at Laval. Uh, they then went to Liverpool, spent seven years there, making 88 appearances. Uh, played for Lens, uh, Char- uh, Charlton, not Charlotte, uh, Portsmouth, Birmingham, Monaco, Marseille, uh, rounded off their career at Seattle, where they then became assistant coach. And their name is... Jimmy Triori. Spot on. Yes. Uh, as I said before, I got it off the uh, Steve Zakuani documentary and the fact that he scored that own goal against Burnley. Um, watch it. After this episode, watch it because it it's like, uh, do you know, remember in this country, um, they used to, I, I don't know if they did it in the States, they might have done it with like NFL sort of uh, gaffes, don't, uh, you know, like uh, just beat basically bad bits of play we used to bring out videos tend yeah. to be at christmas over here where it's just football own goals and like the best own goals ever or the best uh upsets ever that own goal would be on that definitely well he's now 42 because he was born in 1980 uh and random fact for you uh that means he's the same age as estelle off of american boy wow you were say well, there we go. Um, and that, if you're going to take one thing from this episode, it's that. Uh, thanks very much for uh, being with us, whether you're listening on your podcast provider or whether you are watching on YouTube. Uh, don't forget, if you are listening on your podcast provider, subscribe if you don't already. And then uh, whenever we release a new episode of this or stoppage time, it goes straight onto your phone and you get notified of it as well. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the notification bell. If that's still a thing, I've, I keep saying it and I've not checked that it's still a thing. <laughs> um, and also feel free to share it as well. We really do appreciate it. Uh, as I said, we'll be back next week with the Stoppage Time episode. Uh, and then after that, we're going to try and do some special things over when I'm away. If not, we'll see you in a few weeks' time when MLS returns. Breaking, breaking. Yes. The bell has not ended. It's still on. Well, click it if you're watching on YouTube. Um, if you are, I, I forgot to say, if you are listening on your podcast provider, don't forget to give us a rating. And Elliot is already halfway through. He's now finished the amount of stars that you need to give us. And just for the benefits of our po- people listening on the podcast, can you say it out loud? LA Galaxy style, five stars only. Yeah, for when you, uh, you're you putting five fingers up, it's all right for YouTube <laughs> but on our podcast provider. Don't quite work. Um, yeah, so that's it from us. Thanks very much for being involved. And uh, Elliot, would you like to say anything before, as I always do, end it with one word? Yes, uh, don't leak the footage from the weekend. Can't promise that. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.